Well, good morning, LifeGate. And it's so awesome uh, to see all of you guys here. This is my first time to preach three sermons in a row. So I'm, you know, well, not proud of myself yet. We'll see if I survive. I could be really proud here in like 30 minutes. So we'll see. But hey, I'm so glad you guys are here today. We are um, continuing our Voices series. Uh, Pastor Chad kicked that off last week. He did a great job talking about really the voices that we allow into our life and how important it is to listen to people who have um, godly voices. That are trying to speak into our life, that we allow them to do that, that we give them access to do that, and that's something that's really difficult. And so this morning, I kind of wanted to tag along with what he's doing, but kind of look at the other side of the table. Because when you have conversations like that, you may be the person listening, but sometimes we're the person that is speaking that wisdom. And so I want to talk about that this morning, what it means, and and how we should really be sharing wisdoms, wisdoms, wisdom as people who call themselves Christ followers. And how important that is. And so this morning, I'm going to look right off the bat at Proverbs 12, 26. It says, the godly give good advice to their friends. The wicked lead them astray. The wicked lead them astray. And so if we are godly, if we call ourselves godly and as Christ followers, that means that we should be giving good or godly advice to those who are around us. And sometimes this is really difficult. This is really hard for us to do because we don't feel adequate. We don't feel like we have that wisdom. I don't think there's probably too many people in here that would say, man, I am totally qualified to be giving godly wisdom on a regular basis. You know, I I mean, even for me, I don't always, I I don't feel that way. I feel like, gosh, I don't know, you know, if I'm qualified to do this and I get discouraged sometimes or if I, or I get, or I get um, intimidated by trying to give someone godly wisdom. And that can be something that's really difficult for us. But if we are to call ourselves godly and to call ourselves Christ followers, then we have to be sharing that wisdom. Otherwise, we're leading people astray. And there's multiple ways that we can lead people astray. One way that we kind of we think about it is that we are leading people astray by giving them bad advice, or we listen to the culture too much, or we listen to what you know people tell us to do who aren't that don't have a relationship with God, or who don't have um, you know us in their best interests. And that can be something that's really hard. But really, the other side of this leading people. People astray and being wicked is something that I think most of us fall into more often than not, and that is allowing things to happen, allowing people to walk down a path and to walk in a direction that you know will be damaging for them, you know can cause them hurt, and they're, they're not walking in the right way, they're not living in the, in the will that the Lord has for them, and we continue to let them uh, go down that path. And that's something that a lot of times we don't really think about. We think, okay, well, I'm not going to get involved. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to damage our relationship. But really, in that moment, we are leading them astray because we're allowing them to do it. We're allowing them to move forward in their sin. And so this morning, we're going to kind of talk about this and how we can feel confident. Because really, that's where a lot of this lies, that we don't feel confident in what we're saying. We don't feel confident in the wisdom that we are wanting to share with people. Or when people come to us for advice, or they come to us you know, with the question, and we don't want to do that because we're afraid to, and we're intimidated by that. So our first point this morning is get to give godly wisdom, we must have godly wisdom. And I'm not going to spend a ton of time on that this morning because Pastor Chad did a great job with that last week on really what it means to get wisdom and to have godly wisdom. And one of the main ways that we can do that is just like he was talking about, and that's through listening to the voices that are around us, people who have our best intentions in mind, that do love us and that do care about us and are going to share wisdom with us and not just everyone that is around us, 
But another way, really the key way that we need to be gaining godly wisdom is found in James 1.5. It said, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. This is so, so important. So often we find ourselves afraid to ask God for things or, or we're afraid to approach him because we're, we don't know if he'll answer. We don't know if he'll come through for us. But this is a moment where he's telling me, ask me for this. Please ask me for this. And a lot of times if we can view this as parents from a parent, a parent perspective to say, okay, you know, if my kids come to me and they're like, mom and dad, I, I, don't, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm all messed up and I need help. What do you, what's your response? You're like, about time. You know, like I've been waiting forever for you to come and I would love to be able to give you advice. I would love to help you through this and we're going to do this together. And that's the way it is in our relationship with God as as we see him as our heavenly father. He wants to help us. He wants to guide us and give us that wisdom. But so many times we are afraid to. We're afraid to do that. But we ask him for all all kinds of other things. God, fix my my finances. God, fix my marriage. God, fix my relationships. God, fix my work situation and all these different things. But what we don't end up asking for is wisdom. We never ask for the wisdom in that. But we, what we want is just kind of like this quick fix. We want it to be patched together and pieced together and just kind of sewn and stitched back to where we think it should be. But really, we never ask for wisdom. We want these short-term solutions that eventually will fall apart. But if we ask God for the wisdom, if we say, God, give me the wisdom to handle my finances so they're not a wreck. God, give me the wisdom on how I need to speak to my wife or speak to my husband so that we can mend our relationship. God, give me wisdom on how I should behave at work so that things can go smooth or, or tell me, point me in the direction that I need to go. But if we ask for wisdom instead of just asking for things to be fixed, then we can move forward from that. And if things start to come full circle, if history starts to repeat itself, we can face it in the future with confidence, knowing that we can handle it. Knowing that we can handle it because God gave us the wisdom in the first place. And in the same way, when people come to us with questions and come to us with advice, we can say, you know what, I went through the same exact thing. I would love to help you. Here's what God did in my life, and here's how he can help you. But instead, we get intimidated and we get afraid because we haven't allowed anything to speak into our life, so we can't put anything out of our life. We haven't allowed God to give us wisdom, and so how in the world can we give godly wisdom to other people if we haven't been soaking it in as much as we can? We get caught up in the cycle of just, when people ask me for my advice, I'm going to give them my opinion. People ask me for, you know, what I think, I'm going to give them a chunk of my mind. But it's not so much that, but we need to be giving people the wisdom of God, what we can learn through him, learn through the Bible, and learn through godly influences in our life. Our second point here is be confident in the wisdom he's given you. Be confident in the wisdom that God has given you. This is a huge, really a key point to this. Because if we don't have confidence in the wisdom that he's given us, then we are going to allow people to be led astray by allowing them to keep moving forward in life and never say anything. We can be confident by using the Bible as our support. It's okay to have opinions. It's okay to have thoughts. But if that's not supported with the Bible, then that's all it is. That's all it boils down to is just your opinion, your thoughts. And I'm telling you, this is why we get frustrated when somebody comes to us and they're like, hey, just t- what, what should I do? I'm struggling this. They're like, well, I've been telling you for weeks that this is what you need to do. And you just need to get your junk together and you need to quit acting like a fool and then everything will be fine. 
where was the godly wisdom in that? Anybody can say any of that stuff. Where was the wisdom? All you did was give them your opinion. And I'm telling you, people don't want my opinion. People don't want my opinion on things. They want to hear what God has to say. People don't want just your opinion. They want to know what God has to say through you. If we look in, if we look in the book of Hebrews... It says, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our, inner, our innermost thoughts and desires. I don't know about you guys, but no one has ever said any of those things about me. No one has ever talked to me in that way or ex- described me in that way. And so if I look at this and I try to break this down for me, no one has ever said... Colton, you are alive and powerful. You are sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword. Cutting between soul and spirit, Colton, you are. Between joint and marrow. Colton, you expose my innermost thoughts and desires. No one has ever said any of those things to me. Nobody. Would I love to be described that way? Sure. But I'm not vain enough to think that that is me. That's not me, but I'm telling you what, if somebody wants my advice and they want my godly wisdom, I want to share something that is based on that, not on me, because if I'm described in here, it's kind of like, Colton, you just woke up today and you're sort of strengthened. I mean, that's not not alive and powerful. Colton, you are slightly sharper than a butter knife, and you... (laughs) You've cut me deep with your hurtful words. You know, it's not, it's, not, it's not godly wisdom. You don't want what I have to say. You want what the Bible has to say. That's what you want. And in the same way, people don't want to hear just what you have to say. They want to hear what God is trying to speak through you. And so many times we find ourselves not confident, not, not being willing to speak into people's lives because we don't think we have the ability or the wisdom because we've never trusted God with that. But if we allow the Holy Spirit to work through us and speak into their lives, we can see amazing things happen and you'll be confident the entire time. I can't tell you how many times I've had people come to me and they're like, Colton, this is what I'm struggling with. My parents are divorced, or my parents are getting divorced, and and I don't really know how to handle that. Here's the deal. I don't know either. I don't know how to handle it either. My parents love each other, and they've been married for like 20-something years. It's hard for me to relate in that way. But if I can stop and just take a moment and say, Holy Spirit, I want to love on this person. I want to love on this student. But in this moment, I haven't dealt with this before. I'm not struggling with what they're struggling with. I've got a whole shelf of struggles over here if they want to talk about some of this stuff, if you want to talk about patience. And I know how to struggle with patience. But I don't know how to struggle in that area. God, I need you to help me. I need you to give me the wisdom, give me the strength on how to handle this. In Proverbs it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. If you're nervous, if you're afraid of sharing with somebody or if somebody comes to you and they, need, they just need some help, they just need somebody to love on them, they just need somebody to point them in the right direction, and if you're intimidated by that, look at this passage. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. This is our problem a lot of the times is that we are trying to depend on our own understanding, on our own knowledge. If somebody comes to me with something that I'm not struggling with, how can I help them? 
How can I help them with that if I've never dealt with it or if I've never struggled with it? I'll tell you how. If the Holy Spirit is speaking through you, that's how you can help them. And you can feel confident about everything that you're saying. Because there have been moments where I'm talking to somebody. I'm like, I don't know how to help them, but I'm going to do my best. And I just say, Lord, I need your help right now. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to respond. But I need your Holy Spirit to speak through me into the life of this student, into the life of these parents. I need help right now. And then as he begins to speak into my my heart and out of the overflow of my heart, what my mouth speaks, people begin to hear what I have to say and the wisdom is flowing and and I'm sitting here thinking, man, this is good. (laughs) Like, where did this come from? It didn't come from me because I just stole it straight from the Bible. I just stole it straight from Hebrews 4.12. You know, I am not that sharp, but the Bible says that it is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword. And I am not that person. You think I'm wise? Listen to the Lord. Listen to what he has to say. Everything I'm telling you right now is because the Holy Spirit is speaking into my life and allowing me to speak into yours. So if you're intimidated, if you're afraid, if you're worried about sharing wisdom with somebody, don't be. Don't be. But first, you've got to have some wisdom coming into your life. But if you allow the Holy Spirit to speak through you into someone else's life, all of that confidence will begin to, to expose itself and all of the fear will melt away. You won't be as worried. And here's the deal. Once you're obedient once and you trust the Lord and, and you allow the Holy Spirit to speak through you, the next time and the next time and the next time, it gets easier and easier and easier. Because you know in that moment that the Holy Spirit is going to speak through you. We have to have something feeding into us so that we can give it to others. But it's got to be the Holy Spirit. It's got to be the Word of God. It can't be our own thoughts because I'm just telling you, I don't want my own like rambling like mind to start giving out wisdom because people are going to be doing all kinds of stupid stuff. <laughs> people need to hear what the Bible has to say and what the Holy Spirit is trying to say to them through me. And the same thing for you guys. People don't want to just hear what you have to say. Because it can come across wrong, it can come across difficult, and then we get frustrated when they don't listen because they didn't listen to what I had to say. Here's the deal. If I'm telling somebody what the Holy Spirit is telling me and they don't listen, I don't get as offended. Because I'm like, it wasn't what I was trying to say. It's what the Lord was telling me to speak into them. And if they don't want to listen, that's their own disobedience from the Lord and not from me. But when we get frustrated because people don't listen to us, we need to examine, well, what did we tell them? What are we sharing Is it our opinions or is it based off of the principle of the Bible and what it's trying to do in our life and through us and in theirs? Their last point in here, and this is where we'll stay for a little bit, is love them enough to say something. Love them enough to say something. We're going to watch a video here in just a moment, and, and it's, um, how many of you guys have ever heard of Penn and Teller? Anybody know who they are? They're the magicians. And so Penn is on this video, and it kind of looks like he accidentally turned the front-facing camera on, because he's like, the whole time. And so, and it's really close, and so the camera footage is terrible. But what he has to say is really, really good. And, and he's like, a, like an atheist all the way. That he's, very, he's been very outspoken about that. But what he has to say about sharing the gospel and what he calls proselytizing is so important. And if we can wrap our mind around this, this will help us so much. Let's go.
he goes on for another couple of minutes talking about this idea of how important it is to share what you believe, even if you know other people might not agree with it. And, and I think what he's trying to say here is so important for us to understand. He may not have given his life to Christ right there in that moment, but because a person was willing to talk with him and have a one-on-one conversation, it caused him to at least think a little bit. And what he was saying right there is, is in moments where we don't want to say something or we don't want to reach out to somebody because it might be socially awkward or it might get weird if we say something. And, and we make that our excuse. And then his response is, how much do you have to hate somebody to not talk to them about it? How much do you have to hate somebody to allow them to continue to go in the direction that they're going? But we need to love people enough to say something. We got to love people enough and care about people enough to say something. But the problem with this is, is, the, is our tone, the way that we try to talk to people. And that's when it can get awkward. That's when it can damage relationships. And that's, that's so, so many of the reasons that we don't want to talk to people because it could damage our relationship or it won't be the same or I might hurt them or I don't want to speak that truth in their life because they'll get offended. But if we look at this, in Proverbs 27, 6, it says, Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. Wounds from a sincere friend. That sincere part is very, very important there. Not just somebody that you kind of know, not just somebody that you've bumped into, or maybe somebody that you've even, you've even waved to at church, but a sincere friend in your life. They can, drop a, they can drop a bomb on you of truth and it won't be as painful because of the relationship that you have. And where it gets hard is when we don't have a relationship with people. And then all of a sudden, we want to pretend like we care enough to say something, but we never cared enough to have a relationship with them. When we build relationships with people, it breaks down barriers and allows you to have access into their life. When I was working um, at a church in Springfield, I was a, I was a custodian there. Um, they called us gatekeepers, which was just a nice name for a janitor. And so, but I, I one of my favorite jobs was doing that. And the, it was a really large church, church of about like 10,000 people. And so I'm vacuuming on a vacuum that you can actually sit and ride on. And it was awesome. It was like the coolest thing ever. So reason if you ever want to do it you got to be a janitor i'm going to tell you so anyway i was on that thing and i'm riding along and i'm vacuuming the hallway and the lead pastor's wife stops me and i'd only talked to her like a couple times and you know and and we'd had some interactions and but nothing very deep or you know super personal or anything like that maybe just a couple times but she came over to me and she said hey i just I just want you to know that I really appreciate you and your wife and everything that you guys do at the church. And, and I think that that's really awesome. And I was like, that's really nice of her to say that. And then she took it another step further and she said, I love you guys. And I was like, you too. You know, I didn't know, I didn't know how to respond. I just was like, back at you, lady. You know, I didn't know what to say. I was just so like dumbfounded by that. I was, and so, but I, I was like, love you too. You know, but it's not that I didn't, but I didn't have a relationship with her. And here comes this lady telling me that she loves me. And I'm like, 
you know, love you too. But I don't know, it just, it was weird for me and it was, it was kind of hard. I remember finding her son later and I was like, hey, I told your mom I loved her earlier. You know, I didn't know, I didn't really know what to say or how to respond. And he was like, seriously? And I was like, context, you know. And so it was just, it was very, it was very difficult. But what would have made it totally different is if it was something that happened a lot. If she spoke to me in that tone a lot. But she hadn't. We hadn't had those kind of conversations. It's totally different. If my wife says that she loves me, I'm like, love you too. That's easy. But if somebody I'd, I know, but I don't really know, kind of have a relationship with, kind of don't, and, and using that kind of terminology and speaking that into me, it's very encouraging, but sometimes it's difficult and it can be awkward. But what can get rid of all of the awkwardness is when we have invested in someone and we're willing to speak into their life. We're willing to talk to them, willing to share with them what God has already given you, that wisdom, and giving it, giving it right back to them. It's something that is so important for us to do. The relationship is a key factor. A sincere friend, a sincere friend can cause wounds, but they can be mended easily because of the relationship that was there. In Ephesians 4.15, it says, Instead, we will speak the truth in love. We will speak the truth in love. And this is where I think sometimes we get it twisted. A lot of times we think about, like I said earlier, the truth bomb or the truth hurts or the truth can be, you can't handle the truth, you know, or whatever. But the deal is, is that truth can be damaging and it can hurt and it can be hard to hear. But if we say it with love, even though it was difficult, even though it was hard to hear, they know that the motive was pure. They know that you were saying it for a reason. They know that you were saying it because you have their best interest in mind. But a lot of times we just, we just respond out of frustration. We respond because we're angry or, or we don't even know them, but we saw something that we disagree with, so we're about to tell them right now. And it doesn't work that way. You have to be willing to invest in someone to share the truth with them. You have to have a relationship with them to be able to do that. And what happens is, is when we don't have a relationship with somebody, we tell the truth and we speak the truth, but it's not in love. It's because we just see something wrong and we're about to fix it before it gets crazy. Not because we really care about that person. Every time I go to Oklahoma, I see this billboard, and, and uh, I think I got a picture of it the other day. I saw it, and, um, and I wanted to share this with you. This picture, I debated sharing it because I know this is like a hot button issue right now. But the sign says, marriage equals one man bathroom sign plus one woman bathroom sign. And then it says, please, I need your help with this, God. And I always think, man, if somebody could tell me where that verse is, please, I need your help with this, God. I would love to know where they got that verse because I would use it all the time. It would be a real great verse to have in my little pocket of verses. But then I look at this sign, and, and here's the deal, is, is I don't understand why I'm frustrated when I see this. I don't understand why I, get, why I get so like irritated when I see this, because the deal is, is that I believe that. Like To me, that's truth. I believe what it's saying. I believe that the godly model of a marriage is one man and one woman. That's the godly model of a marriage, and have a healthy marriage. I believe that. But the problem is, is that this is a conversation that you have with someone, not a billboard statement. We don't get to make billboard statements about things like this. 
And when we hop on Facebook and we hop on social media and we hop on Twitter or Instagram and we want to post these things because we're frustrated at the moment and we think, well, I'm just going to tell the whole world about it because everybody needs to hear what I have to say. What comes across are these billboard statements that you may have been totally speaking truth, but there was zero love behind it. And for me, this is truth. And I can't, I can't judge these people, but I have a hard time believing that this was written out of love. Because I can't have a conversation with them. I can go to that website. I have no idea what's on that website. But I can't have a conversation with them to explain the gospel. To show them what the love of Christ really is. And if we can't sit down and have a conversation with somebody about these kinds of issues and the directions that they're going. And at the same time tell them truth and show them the love of Christ, then we've missed the whole purpose of the gospel because the only reason that any of us have a relationship with him is because he loved us first. That's the only reason that we're able to have this kind of a relationship. We have to be careful how we say things and why we say things. We can't just have these billboard statements up. Stop acting like this. This made me mad today. I can't believe what the president did. Because I would love to know the statistic of this sign of how many people gave their life to Christ because they were driving 75 miles an hour and caught a glimpse of that. Or the people that saw that and were offended and were frustrated with no explanation. It's important that we understand how to communicate with people when we're sharing the truth and when we're sharing wisdom. It's got to be out of love. The truth hurts and the truth is difficult, but we're called to speak it. But it can be a whole lot less difficult if it's spoken out of love. If it's spoken because we have a relationship with that person and we care about them and we want to see them live in a life that lines up with the will of God.